T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Lee Harris, and here are today's top local stories. Took an extra day thanks to the weather, but it was worth the wait. The Yankees are in the ALCS. Kevin and his grandfather, John, from Staten Island, here to watch this victory. Kevin says the Yankees did it right. He's great. All around team win. That's all they needed. They needed pitching. They did it. They needed hitting. They got it. Runs when they needed it. Insurance. And they kept Josh Naylor quiet. That's all we wanted. Yeah, he, he was dangerous. That was great. Great game. Great. And we'll walk out a winner next week. They've got tickets in hand. Bring on Houston. Juliet Papa, 10-10 wins at Yankee Stadium. As for the guys who actually won the game, here's Mark Renee. And Legion Carlos Stanton got the scoring started in the bottom of the first inning. Oh, my. It is a Stantonian home run. A three-run blast into the right center field seat. John Sterling called it on the fan as the Yanks grabbed a 3-0 lead, and Big G would eventually talk to TBS after the 5-1 Game 5 win. Uh, it's important to throw the first punch, especially when uh, all hands are on deck. Um, you know, everyone in the bullpen's available, but we can get them going as early as possible to get things going. Aaron Judge would keep it going, adding a solo shot in the second, then leave pretty much the rest to Nestor Cortez and three relievers. Mark Ernay, 10-10 wins sports. Well, the downside here, no rest for the Yankees. They'll play game one of the ALCS tonight in Houston. The tent city for migrants is opening today on Randall's Island to the dismay of some migrant advocates, as Samantha Liebman reports from Randall's Island this morning. Sam? The tents, two 500-bed facilities may be sparse, but Emergency Management Commissioner Zach Iskall says they will have all the necessities. We'll be doing three meals a day. There will also be snacks that are provided, coffee, tea, water, 24 hours a day. It also has phone banks for migrants to connect with relatives, a line of TVs and video games and laundry. And as for critics who say this is not where migrants should stay, Iskall had this to say. There's not a lot of places that you can put this type of infrastructure and, and, and do this type of work caring for this many people. This is also a temporary facility. People are not going to be living out here. The facility will serve 500 single men and can ramp up to 1,000 if needed. He says flooding, not a concern, and there will be hourly bus service off the island. Samantha Liebman, 1010 wins on Randall's Island. How many pets are too many? This is subject to debate, but there's no question that 300 would be too, too many no matter what, and that's about how many were found in a home in Miller Place in Suffolk County. Conditions were what you'd expect, as Glenn Shuck reports this morning. Glenn? And Lee packed into this home rabbits, turtles, cats, birds, snakes, all found inside a home that officials say was infested with roaches and mice and covered with feces in some parts of the home. The owner, 51-year-old Karen Keyes, has been arrested by Suffolk County and multiple counts of animal cruelty. Uh, 1010 Winds, we spoke with Elizabeth Brandler of the ASPCA. It's more of the overall conditions that the house um, was allowed to kind of fester probably over months, uh, many months, 
and that's that's really what led to the the conditions, you know. And and there's roaches in the food and in the water, and it's it's really an unsanitary, overall unhealthy condition. Now, we've learned that most of the rescued animals should be able to recover after some treatment. They've been taken to various shelters around Long Island. Glenn Shuck, 1010, Winds News. From the unintended consequences file, lanternfly trap tape that was put out at the Brooklyn Army Terminal to trap lanternflies wound up trapping and killing a bunch of birds instead. The dead birds were found stuck to trees in the area. Rita McMahon of the Wild Bird Fund says if you're going to put up lanternfly tape, you need to do it right and not overdo it like one guy did. He put up a two-foot band of sticky trap around the tree. And even in a five-inch strip, one should put a protection over it so that it does not attract other wildlife. And she says the fund would prefer it if people avoided using glue traps altogether. Police have arrested 35-year-old Miguel Ramirez. They say he's the man who pushed another man onto the tracks at East 149th Street last Saturday. The 26-year-old victim was rescued before he got run over by a six train, but he suffered serious injuries to his legs. Investigators say the attack was unprovoked. Ramirez is charged with attempted murder, among other things. Also on the subway yesterday, another robbing and beating a 43-year-old woman waiting for the train at the Avenue I station in Brooklyn around 6.30 in the morning. Somebody came up, punched her in the head, and stole her phone and glasses. The victim refused medical attention. There's a surveillance photo of the suspected robber. We'll put that up at 1010winds.com. Two new COVID variants have quietly arrived on the scene. Dr. Fauci describes them as quite troublesome, and they're becoming increasingly prevalent here in New York. They're called BQ.1 and BQ.1.1. Between them, they could account for about 36% of cases in the New York region now, according to the CDC. They're said to be vaccine-elusive, but since these strains descend from Omicron, the new Omicron-specific boosters are expected to offer at least some protection against them. A pack of dogs attacked three girls on Staten Island yesterday. You've probably already guessed the breed of dog involved here. Four pit bulls went after that lady. Roger Stern with more. It was scary. Coralie Chandler called 911 after witnessing two of the attacks, describing one of them to us. Four pit bulls went after that lady, and they jumped on her. She tried to get away from them. They jumped on her. She fell. Police say six dogs were involved. The victims, ages 2, 13, and 19, they'll be okay. Cops spent much of the afternoon safely removing 10 dogs, including puppies, from the house at the corner of Prospect and York Avenues. Police arrested the two dog owners. Roger Stern, 1010 wins in the New Brighton section of Staten Island. Investigators looking into the possibility that this was some kind of breeding operation. We haven't had one of these in a while. A possible knockout game attack in Brooklyn. The victim, a 66-year-old former cop, was walking along Brighton Beach Avenue around 1 p.m. yesterday when a bunch of teenagers came up and one or more of them punched him in the back of the head and then ran off in the direction of Brighton 7th Street. Cops say the attack was completely unprovoked. The victim suffered pain and swelling but didn't want any medical attention. The attackers are still on the loose. 
Members of the Oceanside High School class of 1970 will be presenting a check for $14,000 today to First Responders Children's Foundation. The presentation taking place in Luis Alvarez Park, named after the detective who died of 9-11 related illnesses after pleading before Congress to replenish the victim's compensation fund. Jillian Crane is CEO of the First Responders Children's Foundation. She says the money will go to a scholarship fund for children of first responders who died from or are suffering from 9-11 related illnesses. It's sad and beautiful because the, the exact tragic thing that happened is now going to be something that will help a child of a first responder who who, who gave up his life just to help people by working at the recovery um, at, you know, at, at, the, at ground zero. This year's recipient of the Lieutenant Alvarez Scholarship is Casey Pupo, daughter of new, uh, NYPD Lieutenant Christopher Pupo, died of 9-11 related illnesses. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.